1: Welcome to the University of Pleasure.
0: Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation.
1: I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist.
0: And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Welcome back, welcome back from your vacation. Uh, And did you have a nice time?
1: I had a lovely time, it was very nice.
0: Did our legions of fans just like, accost you out there, swarm you? Yep.
1: No, but, you know, I was wearing a face mask, so it must have been that. You were it incognito.
0: You're yeah, still it must have been that. I understand. I understand. It's hard being a celebrity, though, Doc.
1: Huh?
0: Hard being a celebrity.
1: It's true. And I also only go out in, like, a Carmen San Diego hat, so, like, no.
0: And we are back, folks, with a new episode. The Doc is back from vacation. She's looking very relaxed and rested, although I must tell you, well, before we started, she kept messing with her microphone, and it was driving me insane. Then I was like, are you ready to record? And she was like, yes, I'm ready. And then right as I go to push the button, she then starts messing with the mic again and doing all this. I'm like, you can't say you're ready. It's like, you know, we have to have, like, something that's, like, over and out. You know what I mean? Like, truckers have, like, over, you know, like, you know, something like that, so we can continue to keep it uh, flowing so I'm not chopping things up and having to restart. Kind of help a brother out. You know what I'm saying, Doc?
1: I do. I'm so deeply sorry for my desire to position things well so that later in the episode you wouldn't have to cut things out.
0: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That was about as disingenuine as it comes and i still <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> well as we said we are back we hope everybody is safe and healthy and hopefully you're all out there getting your vaccination so we can meet each other in person at some point in time um we have a lot going on here at the University of Pleasure, and we're very excited about it. We've got the audiobook of Amy coming out. Hard copies are going to be coming out of that as well And for our publishing arm. And then, of course, uh, we're going to be doing another roundtable for our next episode, which will be a continuation of the first episode, which was – go for it, Doc.
1: No means no, but what about the rest? The complexities of consent.
0: Okay, you really seem to have to reach for that. Um, so
1: <laughs> hey, I don't got... remember. I'm like, you know, you put me on the spot, man. I got <laughs> to remember how, what I wrote. <laughs> right?
0: So, yeah, you had to remember. And uh, thank you for pulling that and dusting it off. And uh, so here we are. We're going to be doing a follow-up episode to that. Another roundtable with, of course, Greg, our correspondent who goes nowhere. And, of course, sex therapist extraordinaire, Laura Rademacher is coming back to teach us a little bit more about consent, which is extremely important across the board. So we're really excited for that episode. So like we said, a lot going on here. Things are moving forward. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling loose. Even though I wasn't on vacation, the doc was, but it doesn't matter because we're both in synergy. Right, doc?
1: (laughs) Always. That's how I wake up in the morning thinking, I feel in synergy with Jeremiah. That's it.
0: (laughs) That's it. And I dangle. Yep, that's right. And so here we go. Our topic for today. Now, we are kind of, we've done the, uh, you know, 101 version of this. And so this is going to be a callback to an old episode. An updated version with a little bit more—how uh, would you say, Doc? A little bit more like direct we're advancing. help here, advancing. Yeah, the, we're, the, we're
1: advancing it, right? Like if that was the one hundred and one, this is like the next level, right? Like the one hundred and two, the two hundred two, right? Like yeah. depends on how depends on how the university. How we we haven't really decided how we want to number the classes, but it's the next level. There you know
0: go. what I love about our university is that. We just kind of just roll, you know, like I, it's like, I wish I went to school, <laughs> yeah. like to a school like our university like, we don't believe in grades. I would have been like, I'm a winner. Like,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, right. Loose rules and structure, what everyone wants in their academic institution. Exactly,
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. No real exactly. sense of
1: direction, a lot of loose rules. Everyone's always <laughs> happy to pay tuition
0: for that. Correct. And so we are going to be talking about the sexual buffet that we've talked about many, many times here at the University of Pleasure. So today's topic, setting out the sides, strategies for building your sexual buffet. So we're on it now. Now I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready to deep dive into the setting out the sides part of our buffet. Ah. Right.
1: Well, I I wanted to talk about this because, you know, it's really I talk a lot with clients, right? Like couples and clients and individuals around like this idea, right? Like, you know, for maybe people that haven't listened to past episodes or somehow, you know, haven't heard us talk about the sexual buffet. Which right? is sec-
0: impossible. Of course they have. Of course.
1: I'm sure everyone religiously listens to every single episode. Of course. Um, But just in case, just in case someone's just joining us, right? Um, The sexual buffet is this idea that. You know, in general, people can get really kind of stuck in routines, right, around yep. sex. And a lot of times, uh, part of the routine that they can often get stuck in as well is intercourse, right? And so sometimes when things go awry, like, I don't know, people don't have enough time for intercourse, or maybe somebody's having struggles with erectile dysfunction or sexual pain or, you know, just something else, some other maybe health issue or something's going on where intercourse doesn't feel really feasible or achievable. People then start to take maybe more of an all or nothing attitude around sex, right? Yeah, like,
0: we've talked about that. We've definitely talked Talked about.
1: Right. And one of the things that I talk to people about a lot is that, you know, it's really good to have a really large sexual buffet, right? Like a buffet with a lot of items on it. You know, if you have yes. a buffet with only two or three things, if the prime rib is missing... Well, then you're going to feel pretty disappointed and you're going to notice and it's going to be kind of a big deal. But if you have a buffet filled with stuff, filled with options, little options, big options, medium options, right, then it becomes a lot easier to adapt when maybe something that you were looking for isn't there at the time. And really it's about sexual adaptability and it's about building people's sexual adaptability. And so, you know, we talk about that a lot and the importance of like having things that are not just intercourse, uh, being able to be sexual in ways that aren't just focused on intercourse and having a lot of options for that. But what's really interesting is I talk with clients and individuals a lot about that idea and people are always like on board. They're like, yeah, that makes total sense. We should totally do that. We need to have more options. And then invariably they, not always, but oftentimes will come back and go, we thought about that and we came up with nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? Or like,
1: or they're like, or like two things, right? Like, it, there's sort of like a paralyzing effect sometimes because the the idea of it is often very appealing to people. It's like, yeah, it would be great to have stuff other than intercourse that we could do to sexually connect. Also, you know, when people have busy schedules and there's time issues, and it's like, I don't feel like I could get on board for a whole like long sexual encounter, but maybe pieces of it, right? Yeah, well, we yeah, but
0: these are things that we've definitely talked about in the past. You know, I'm, as we know, a huge fan of mutual masturbation. I'm a big fan of, like, making sexy videos and surprising your partner and, you know, things to kind of keep it fresh, keep it new. I'm I'm an outside-the-box thinker anyway, so, like, I'm all about this. But I can say this honestly. Long ago in a time, you know far gone in Jeremiah James's history. There was times I got into, you know, kind of some routines and it was really just about like, you know, it's going to be intercourse. If it's not intercourse, somehow it's like a fail, you know, And, and it wasn't until I got older and then even more learning when I started meeting the doc, you know, that, you know, hey. Doesn't always have to be just that, you know what I'm saying? So uh I feel you. I think this is great. I'm yeah. really excited to give get some concrete suggestions to our yeah. legions of fans.
1: It's idea generation just and like this is something that I do in sessions a lot with like often couples, right, where it's like they're kind of just stuck. I mean, people often will come up with a few things, but a lot of times they're just like maybe the foreplay things that they might typically do before being sexual, which are fine, right? Because sometimes it's like, hey, you could do just that and that could be the main event. But a lot of times people are like struggling to come up with ideas. I do think just to say it out loud that I think part of that is just like, there's maybe a little pressure on it. So it, it you know, becomes a little anxiety provoking to just kind of on the spot, come up with a, cause I, I have no doubt that oftentimes people have had a lot of sexual thoughts and things they'd like to try, but, you know, starting to like identify some of those more concretely might make people a little anxious, you know, sometimes cause it just, it's new, but also cause of, you know, fear of rejection. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's hard to be the person that's like, Cool. All right. So let, I want to do this. And I think about trying <laughs> that. Maybe what about this? And like, you know, it's it's just a really vulnerable thing to do. So sometimes that can have, like I said, a little bit of a paralyzing effect. So today we're going to get concrete and, and it should make you happy, Jeremiah. This is always what you want me to do. <laughs> I am
0: like I, I'm, I am so excited about the aspect that you are actually going to give concrete, straightforward, not around the bush gray area. You know, well, maybe you can think, no, I want some concrete info. This is what I live for. Like, this is how I like the fact that you're going to like just lay it out. Like, you should do X. Like, yes, here we go, folks. I've been waiting for this moment. You've been waiting for this moment. Well, I want to be very
1: clear. I'm not ever going to say anyone should do X or Y. Let's Uh, let's clarify. I swear to God, can you just should do that? I'm going to say here are some options for you to choose from. Maybe some of them will be choices that are appealing to you, or that at least generate ideas for other options for yourself that might be more appealing. Just to get you started. I'm not going to should people. People have enough of that in their lives, Jeremiah. They don't need it from me. All right,
0: all right. I was, you know, you really just. Kind of know how to pull the rug out from underneath somebody. That's <laughs> totally fine. Okay, well here we go. Let's jump in. Let's go. Come on, Doc. Give it some. Give us some.
1: Okay. Can I can I talk first about just structurally what a good buffet looks like?
0: Yes, okay. please.
1: Okay. So. I think it's important, you know, we say this idea of a sexual buffet in my, and this is my opinion, right? What does a good buffet look like, right? Like a nice, a hearty, a hearty buffet. I don't know how long I'm, how far we're going to take this terrible analogy today, right? Like, (laughs) what is, what does it look like, right? So In my opinion, it's not just about that it has a lot of variety, which it should, right? Like not a lot of variety just about the things you might do or the things you might be able to kind of call upon during those times, you know, where maybe intercourse or a longer sexual engagement isn't really possible, but it's also has a lot of variety in terms of the amount of investment that the behaviors
0: take, right? Okay. Explain a little bit more of that.
1: Yeah. So like, There's a difference between, hey, on our buffet, we want, um, okay, we're not going to engage in any intercourse, but we want to do a sensual massage. Okay, but that's still a, a... time investment, right? Like somebody might be like, but I want to do but okay, like intercourse is impossible because of a b c or d, right? But um all right, we could do like a sensual massage, you know, or a sexy massage. I mean, that still might be kind of a lengthy thing that well, it feels like Well, sounds
0: kind of a- long, like if you're worried about time constraints like massage, like nobody right. wants a short like, massage.
1: Well, you could do a short massage just to say. But, you know, to somebody that might be like, well, that doesn't feel like less work, right? That's certainly a different option, but also – so that's one that could be on your buffet, but having something that's a little shorter, right, that's like, hey, um, I watch you masturbate for, you know, however long it takes you to get off and let's say somebody gets off relatively quickly.
0: Sure, right? yeah, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: We do like five-minute – a little five-minute show-and-tell situation, hey. right? Like that's what we do. So that the idea of investment or like we kiss – we kissed for like a couple minutes. Like that there's a really big variety around the amount of investment that okay. something might be. And that and that any one, and here's the real part that's very, very important. And this is more about like attitude toward it. You know, if you got two people in the situation, that both people are on board with the idea that any one of those kind of things could stand on their own and be counted as being sexual.
0: Right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like that, they that they should be able to be counted because that's the whole point, right? If people get really stuck in this kind of mindscape of like a sexual event needs to look like A, B, C, D, and E, and people definitely need to orgasm, and maybe there maybe there needs to definitely be intercourse, depending on how people are sexual. But like whatever the like, I I would call it like sort of the stereotypical sexual encounter of a couple, right? Like usually when I I meet with a couple, I'll be like, tell me what a stereotypical encounter looks like to you, and most people can describe it. Right, right. Like it starts A, then B, then C, and here's how we end. Right, like most people have a what I'd call a the good old standard. Right, right. and a standard's fine. Uh, that's fine. What becomes more problematic is when people go and that's the only thing that counts.
0: Mm, Right. mm. Like
1: if we can't have that, then we weren't, then, then it's all or nothing. Right. And that's where people really start to get in trouble.
0: Okay. So I just want to be clear here. So you, when you say like investing, like part of the investment in it is like putting as much investment in it. Like emotionally, mentally, as you would if you were going to do all the way intercourse, right? That's what you're saying.
1: Intercourse or yeah, whatever your kind of stereotypical sexual. Like what your
0: bar is for a sexual experience, you right. should want to put the same amount of effort, even if it's like a three minute masturbation session, or you want the same kind of like uh, uh, energy going into it, right? Like the same kind of investment emotionally.
1: Yeah. Um not exactly well explain because um,
0: no. clearly i'm confused if i'm yeah, confused our fans are confused
1: right what i'm talking more about is like that if we think about variety right that there would be room for variety in how much investment something takes like so when you talk about like emotional investment like you know emotional investment or energy and i'm probably thinking more about like time energy investment right like so let's say somebody's thinking about like oh, I do not have the energy in me to have our to have intercourse tonight, right? To have our like foreplay intercourse kind of standard. I don't have energy for the standard, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, "Well, hey, sweetie, I have a great alternative for you. Let's do an erotic massage that you give me for 45 minutes, yeah. right?" <laughs> That might feel like the same investment of maybe like emotional energy, right? Okay. So what I'm actually talking about is there is a variety in terms of how much stuff, like there is a variety in like how much energy certain things take, right? So like you could say rather than that, it's like, well, how about we just kiss for a couple minutes, right? That's obviously less energy. That's obviously less time. The other though, to clarify, and I think this is getting really maybe more to your question, What I was talking more about, like, is that then let's say it is two minutes of kissing, that that counts, right? That you were sexual that night or that afternoon. Oh, so you mean
0: like on the tally sheet that that still counts just as the same as your standard?
1: Yes, that's what I mean, that they have equal value.
0: They have equal value, like one's not any less sexual than the other because it's still sexual so it goes on the sheet of like yeah that's the same level we're still connecting we're still it gets
1: to count it counts
0: it's the same as as intercourse which is that's gonna be a hard thing for people to you know
1: well and that's the thing right like i don't equals a tricky word right but that when i say it still counts i mean like it still counts as a sexual encounter. It still counts as being sexual, right? right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's hard to measure. Somebody might, if you ask a lot of people, like, hey, would you rather have your off-the-wall vacation sex or, like, two minutes of, like, I don't know, a sexy back rub, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, right, People are going to be like, well, those things don't really feel equal. If forced to choose, I <laughs> probably should have- Like, so I'm not really saying that it needs to feel equal, but that it, that it counts that. And, and why does that matter? Well, because if people are like, it's all, we do the whole thing or nothing else counts or nothing else matters, like you're going to be having a lot less sex, right? Because what, you know, people often forget that like you know, sexual desire, things like that, you know, we've talked about it before, like that's just sexual motivation. And it's this motivation for sex works in the exact same way that motivation works for anything else, right? If you're trying to um, maintain your health, let's say, and you tell yourself that the only way you can work out is that if you have an hour and a half available every day to go to the gym, and that's the only way that you can be physical, that's the only way that you can take care of your body. But let's say you have a really busy life, well, guess what? You're not going to be working out that much. Right. Right, Because but if, if, you,
0: you, it's, if, it, if it's that cookie cutter and that solid, like, you know, it might just be like, hey, 20 minutes on a treadmill is just just fine. Keeps your body going, keeps you in the flow. Right.
1: But if but if you're somebody that says like, well, you know, my ideal would be that hour and a half at the gym. But you know what? I'm going to make my goal just having some kind of physical, physical activity, activity. Yeah. today. That's more than five minutes, 10 minutes. Guess who's going to be probably more fit at the end of the day?
0: I agree. I agree. And did you see that we said that exactly at the same time? Again, synergy. I'm feeling (laughs) you. Yes.
1: Synergy. Mm -hmm. So that's really more of the point. Like when people get an all or nothing attitudes about things, it really limits what they can do. Right. And it limits how sort of uh, how satisfied people are. So the irony is, is a lot of times people shoot themselves in the foot by becoming way too focused on one particular thing as being the only way that they can get a need met.
0: Got it. Okay. I think we're all clear. And so I think we should just take a break here and, and, then then, come back. and then we're going to come back and we're going to jump back in and you're going to idea time. Doc's going to throw out ideas. Yes. And maybe I'll throw a couple in there too because I'm an idea person, Doc.
1: <laughs> you're an idea man. You've said that many times via text to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm all about ideas. So when we come back, maybe I'll, uh, you know, throw my hat into the ring. What do you think of
1: that? <laughs> I, it's great. Yeah,
0: Please it's great. Please do. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We are back for the idea portion. And again, I'm super excited about this, not just because I'm an idea person and I can pull ideas out of anything, like it's just what I do, it's who I am, and I'm excited to be part of it. But more than anything, I'm excited for the doc to give ideas because this is, I mean, you know, I'm usually, like, trying to, like, pin her down. Like, hey, what, what about this? What about that? You know, and she's kind of like, blah, blah, Zay. You, you, but now we're going to hear it.
1: I love your enthusiasm for the thoughts that I have on this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was saying that when I give ideas, you go, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you're talking about and because I'm trying to hold your feet to the fire and, like, give concrete thought processes. And you're like, gray is the way to go. So, you know, to, to I'm ready for info Solid, concrete info today. I wasn't saying that you're blah, blah, blah. You're genius. I'm saying that when I'm talking about my genius, you go blah, blah, blah.
1: (laughs) Are we done digging now? Are we? (laughs) Is the dig done? Okay. It wasn't a dig
0: at you. I wasn't digging.
1: No, I meant you digging out. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right, shall we?
0: Yes, give us some concrete ideas.
1: Yeah, so obviously people have a wide variety of sexual interests, right? This is Mm -hmm. just to start the motor, right? Like I think of it like a lawnmower, right? Like, (laughs) just, just
0: don't. I just want you to know, I'm going to cut that. I'm going (laughs) to loop it. And I'm going to make it your ringtone (laughs) when you call me. It's going to be like, make it like a lawnmower. Like, oh, the doc's calling. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Um, Here we go. But it was a
0: good analogy, and I'm with you.
1: Right. So, but, you know, this is really just to to get the motor running because everybody has their own individual interests. I will, hopefully, if we have a little time, talk about um, some strategies for doing that, like to create a more individualized version of this with like you. And if you have a partner, you and a partner.
0: Okay. But,
1: okay. But for now, just to get people started, some, I, I broke it into themes, Jeremiah, because you got to remember, Ooh. I'm a... Uh... Uh, you know, that's the academic way to do things. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you bring yeah. Things
1: into themes and categories.
0: That's why right? you're here.
1: Yeah. So the first one, Jeremiah, to please you Ooh. and uh, others, really, frankly, because I think it is really one of I think most underutilized ones is m- different ways of mutual masturbation. Oh
0: yeah, hit it right. out of the park right out of the gate, Doc. Give us. Right. Oh, I'm okay. Come yes. on, come on, keep it going. Yes.
1: So mutual masturbation, in my opinion, is one of the best ways to start adding variety. And there's a lot of different ways to do mutual masturbation. I'm not going to lie. When I say mutual masturbation, I know I've talked about it. It's a hard sell. I think because like most people in their mind visualize like laying stiffly side by side, like corpses and masturbating. Like, <laughs> that and was a like...
0: God, that made it sound terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but I do, I think like, like just kind of like rigidly lying next to one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not interacting or engaging. But when I talk about mutual masturbation, I'm talking about, engage there's a level of engagement to it right yes. now it doesn't need to be massive but mutual masturbation is a very helpful one why because everybody gets to be in control of their own bodies yes. which is way simpler and often uh, frankly uh, more um time friendly yes right listen nobody people. gets
0: me off faster than me okay right. and like and i think that would probably be like the hard fast you know like scenario for for most humans like, you know, you, you know, explore, like most guys like you can jerk off and be done and, you know, pretty quick, you know, it's bedtime. You know, I, I can't stay up all night thinking about that. Right. So, you know, but my point is that, like, yeah, you're, you're in control. You know how to get there quick and then you're doing it with your friend and partner, whoever. And that that's when we're getting excited. Then. And so how would you then say, being involved with each other and not laying there like stiff boards. Well,
1: and there's a bunch of different things within that, right? So uh, the other thing I want to say is all of these like little ideas and things like that, I think it's really important that things are not reliant on someone having to orgasm, right?
0: Sure. Okay. 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 I'll dial that part of it back. Okay.
1: Right. Well, but here's the thing. If you can, great within these. If you don't, that's the other thing, right? Like about making, allowing some of these things to count. But if if the only thing that ever counts is if something ends in orgasm, you set yourself up for some of the same problems we just talked about. Yep, so, and we've talked and about we've
0: that talked- a lot. And so I, yeah. I apologize. I, you know, I always I yeah. talk about, you know, you're in control of your own body. You know how to get yourself off the best. But even if you don't, yeah. so hang on, let me just finish. Even if you don't get yourself off, that's okay too because you're having a sexual experience and it yep. and it and it matters right it goes on yep. to the thing right like we were talking about before the break
1: yeah it 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 counts as a sexual experience there right it now is. here's the here's the deal as always but just because i don't think we should ever not say it everything i'm going to describe right now means that you are doing these things with a consenting partner all right of <laughs> so course like, all of these things just because i say this specifically around mutual masturbation because there are some folks that actually have really negative experiences of like waking up or discovering that their partner's masturbating and actually feeling really um that like a, yeah yeah, like feeling very um what's the word that it wasn't a consensual experience, feeling um violated in or certain it. ways, okay. So I want to be really clear when I talk about uh, when I talk about uh, mutual masturbation that like everyone's awake, able to consent. people are all on board for yeah. what's happening sure. with here. you yep, you
0: discussed it. This is the plan. This is what we're doing. Everybody feels good about it. And if for some reason you start doing it and you don't feel good about it anymore, you communicate that and everybody stops.
1: Yep. Yep. Cool. And we will talk more about that in our consent, our follow-up consent episode. Yes, we
0: will. Laura Rademacher. um, I'm ready. I miss her. I feel like her and I have a really great connection over the podcast. So I'm excited to talk to her again.
1: (laughs) Good. I'm sure sure she feels the same.
0: Of course she does. Um,
1: So – with mutual masturbation, right? Like I said, like, I think sometimes when I describe it to people, they visualize something maybe less appealing. <laughs> than
0: Right. What well, I mean, I, what you I, described, like, if that was the description, it sounds horrible. Right.
1: But I think that that's the automatic, like for some folks, not a lot. Some people, this is already a tool in their toolbox, right? But um, for some folks, it's something that they've never tried. So mutual masturbation can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't actually have to be that you're both touching yourself. Maybe it means you're lying next to somebody, engaging kind of with them while they're touching themselves. But the first thing with mutual masturbation that I think people forget to play around with is position, right? Okay. You don't have to just lie next to each other, right? You can do a lot of different things. Like I've had people do where someone's like sitting on top of somebody and masturbating and giving them more of a show while the other person, you know what I mean? Like someone's
0: oh, lying down. There's a good idea. More, yeah. Right.
1: Someone's more on top. Like like sitting on top, masturbating. So someone's visually getting more of that like kind of voyeur show. And there's a little bit of exhibitionism. The other person's hands are still free to take care of themselves. You know, you can you can mutually masturbate in a lot of different positions, just like you can engage in intercourse in a lot of different positions. one that I really like is one, one that I would like is I'd call it the up close and personal, right? It's almost like a bit of like a a 69 sort of situation where maybe you put your head near your partner's genitals and they put their head near yours and you can have more of a up close show around what they're doing. Right. So like, you know, maybe if your partner's like playing with a toy or something, there's stuff about that that can be really erotic. Mm. The other thing too, is people are often worried about like, what if I finish before my partner finishes, right? Like if people are orgasming, I would say, well, then do what I would call the assist. Yes, <laughs> the assist means fun. the assist the, the assist is right. Like talking in someone's ear or touching another. We don't have to just like lay there silently. <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> yeah, that does get a little awkward. I actually ran into that in the past where like, you know, it's like, you are you up for mutual masturbation? Like that's something you're comfortable with? Like, oh, yeah, great. And then I, like, you know, I was doing it and then, you know, uh, they finished pretty quick, which was, was awesome. I mean, if they did, they didn't. It didn't matter. It was just, you know, a nice experience to have. But then they just kind of lay there and they just kind of were looking at me like as if like, okay, well. That part's done, so, you know, I got to get to the grocery store kind of a look, you know? And I was like, oh. uh, Yeah. uh, You know, a little bit bit more engagement would have been nice.
1: That's the other thing, too. If you really are on a time clock, just, like, watching someone and, like, kind of, you know, tapping your... You're, you're, you're tapping your wristwatch is probably not gonna make it go faster. So being thoughtful about like keeping that sort of energy flow going is often very helpful. So jump in but, for
0: the assist. So if somebody comes yeah. before the other person, yeah. jump in for the assist. Whisper a little a little dirtiness in the ear, or, you know, maybe a little sweet nothings. Maybe uh pinch some little, nipples, little maybe nipple, nipple on the
1: nipples, maybe touching. Yeah, nipple on the neck, pinching of the nipples, depending on what your partner likes, right? There's lots yeah. of different things that you could do. Um the other thing too is like if you don't let's say You're not feeling particularly sexual, but you still want to like, you know, engage with your partner sexually and they're having a sexual need. You can do an assist that like you're not touching yourself, but you're still doing those exact same things that we talked about, right? Like you're touching them while they're masturbating. And it usually feels very intimate to people. And honestly, it's a really great way to um bridge the gap, maybe when there's some desire discrepancy, which we've talked about before, when one partner partner has maybe a higher desire than another, okay. right? Making masturbation a little bit more integrated. Really nice time. Mutual masturbation is a really great time to maybe think about playing around with a little bit of exhibitionism, voyeurism, right? Yes. You know,
0: one of my ultimate favorites.
1: Right. So like there's nothing that says that you can't do a little thing where someone, you know, they're like, hey, you know, I'm going to masturbate and you have to sit over there across the room and watch me. Right. There's a little bit of a power play and a little bit of exhibitionism and voyeurism. That's the thing that people, you know, and again, all this stuff takes bravery. You got to give it a try. You got to take. Got to be brave.
0: Got to be brave.
1: Um, The other thing, too, is like, you know, this is let's say you've got very little time. Remember, I was talking about variety and different levels of investment. You know, you can still have a sexual engagement with someone by just. Doing a little bit of like, let's say you're like too tired to be sexual, or maybe even too tired or something like that. But you know, you see your partner across the room and you undress for them, right? But not in the way you normally just shuck your clothes off, but like kind of make a little eye contact and do a little show, right? Yes. A little
0: little bit of just a a nice, like soft strip tease kind of a thing without, you know, don't need necessarily music, just like, hey, drink it in.
1: Yeah. And that could be something that's like literally 30 seconds to a minute, but you're connecting in some way that's sexual and feels flirty and it feels sexy and fun and it doesn't feel like just talking about how taxes are due, That's right. right.
0: But I I want to be very clear here though, Doc, okay? So like, you know, those out there who might be, uh, you know, struggling with this, you know, you can't use this as also a scapegoat. Like you can't just be like, well, I, I got undressed. I get undressed. Well, every, point of I get in. Yeah, yeah. i get undressed every day, it, so I'm that, very it, being very sexual with my partner.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I, I think if that's the point. Like the goal of building the buffet is to have a ton of different things to pick from. Yeah. So that. You know, when the mood strikes, you have different options for different moods, right? And this is one for like maybe a, a lower mood, you yes. know, where you're like lower investment, right? Yes. Um, another one is one that I would call having a feel without the reveal,
0: right? Having, like I'm sorry, say that again.
1: <laughs> having a feel, having a feel without the reveal, right? Amazing. So you're fully, clo- so you're <laughs> what?
0: I said that's amazing. Continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're you're fully clothed. Right. And like maybe you're sitting on the couch and you and your partner are being a little flirty, starting to touch yourself through your clothes. Right. Like just a little sort of flirty, sexy, masturbatory energy. And Maybe it goes to something more or maybe it doesn't. Right. Like all of these things are being sexual. That's the thing. Right. Like, you undressing slowly for someone while looking in their eyes, somebody kind of starting to like touch themselves and rub themselves through their clothing or their chest or their nipples or their genitals, like doing that stuff. All of these are sexual encounters. Um. Also, just another little quick one. Let's say you're doing a little masturbatory, uh, mutual masturbatory play, masturbating with someone else's underwear into someone's underwear, the ones that they just took off, right? Like that's oh, something that can feel a little naughty.
0: Now- yeah. Feel a little
1: dirty. You know, somebody might not want to give you their best pair. I don't know. It depends on. <laughs> it. But yeah, consent, consent, right? Whatever somebody's. But these are just ideas, right? There's about 100,000 more you could do under mutual masturbation.
0: That one, That's the one I wouldn't have thought of. I wouldn't have thought of uh, masturbating into someone's underpants, but that, I could see where there would be appeal.
1: Right. That's something that might be really sexual, right? Yeah. Like somebody. Somebody gives someone the underwear that they were just wearing and they use that as a part of the masturbation, right? Like Uh you're next to the person or maybe you're not. Maybe you're sitting across the room and watching them do it with underwear you just had on. It really depends on what people are into. I'm not presupposing that everyone's going to be into the things I'm describing. It's to help you think about like is there an angle of this that you could be into, right? There you go. Moving on to the next theme, because we could keep going with that one, because there's endless opportunities. I mean endless.
0: I, I had one that I would just like to tack on there. Another good opportunity to uh, test out your camera skills, mutual yeah, masturbation, right? You know, everybody knows that I love tech. Jeremiah, the sex tech corner. This is a good one. You know, testing out your camera skills with mutual masturbation, because then, you know, you're, you're working your angles. You're getting to learn, you know, lighting, all oh, that kind mean- of stuff.
1: Are you meaning like recording yourself and sending it to somebody, which is something you could do too? But or are me, you saying like.
0: Let me clarify. Yes, please. I was about to continue on by saying, and you could be in the other room, and somebody could be watching you on camera, and you could do it that way together. You could learn to find your angle so that one day maybe you get more brave and you make full-blown sex videos together, and you can get used to seeing yourself being sexual on film, like recording it together during a mutual masturbation session, getting to see each other's bodies and all that kind of stuff. So many things, Doc. So many things. Right. Right. Did that clarify it?
1: It did. And what I like about what you're saying is there's anything from something quick to something really invested along that, right? Like, that's so there's right. a lot of like, you know, like I would say something like setting up the lights, set up the camera full blown, like we're recording ourselves. Like that would be maybe like, feel like a big investment, right? right. But something little like I send you a 30 second video of me masturbating too, and you're not yes. even in the room, right? Uh-huh. Again, that's a different way. Um, okay, next theme, dry humping slash outer course. Ooh,
0: this one always makes me wince a little bit. Yeah, because
1: you're thinking about like the old school eighth grade denim on denim situation.
0: Yeah, so the brush burns I got in those days, they haunt me, Doc.
1: They haunt me. (laughs) Well, here's the good news. Uh, You don't have to be doing it in denim.
0: All right. (laughs) All right. Fair you enough. Have I don't do want that, to. I'm right. not. I just want to be clear. I am not poo-pooing on this. I like a little dry hump as much as the next person, but just it get. It, it, it's a little PTSD. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Let's continue on. Give me some. Give me some more on outer course here.
1: Right. So I think that this is really underutilized. There's a lot of different fun things you can do here. So like you can do stuff with clothing on like that's probably the more traditional sort of thing that people think about when they think about dry humping would mm-hmm, be like mm-hmm. things that people did in high school and cars. Although I will say sometimes a nice couch, like a nice couch dry hump. That can be fun. Kissing. Yeah.
0: Not a love doing seat, that- though, if you're really tall, because then it can, and then it's a challenge. Because we're not yeah, doing, she- you know, the sexual Olympics. You're not going to be, you know, stretching and doing all that kind of It's not Cirque du Soleil. So, you know, try a uh, full couch. Full couch is your buddy Jeremiah James's recommendation.
1: For what? Sitting upward? No, just I- for
0: basic, you know, you're doing a little dry hump on the couch. You want a couch, couch. You need, you want a little room to move, is all I'm saying.
1: Oh, well, I was talking about somebody sitting and someone being on top. So you could do that on a love seat.
0: Yeah, I guess so all right, fine. Touché. It depends
1: on what, that's the thing. Well, that brings me to my other point. Part of it is position, right? Like playing go. around with positions, just like you would play around with them with intercourse or with other types of sexual play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, the other thing is, is with with course, like it doesn't need to be um, with clothes on, right? Or it could be with layers, right? Like, finding pairs of underwear right that like you really like the feel of
0: right yeah, like there's course. you
1: know they make really nice like microfiber silky sort of things that might also feel like really erotic and fun and not hurt Totally or... true
0: I have a bunch of those that I use uh when waxing my car So those are really very soft very smooth something like that might be nice too
1: Is that a euphemism or a real thing
0: No it's a real thing you get a microfiber oh. towel cuz you you got to take off the wax of the waxing... car
1: I use those when waxing my car if you get wax what I mean on, I like... wax off <laughs> Just... <laughs> OK. Um, so, um, you know, I think, too, playing around with like different locations and stuff like that, like I think playing around with different locations, like if you're somebody that like you and your partner, your stereotypical routine is always in your bedroom.
0: Mm-hmm. Get
1: out of your bedroom.
0: Yeah, get out. Get out. Get out on the <laughs> town. Of Play around. You got other rooms in your house or other rooms in your apartment. Try something different. Maybe do it in the bathroom. Maybe well, do. Uh, wh- OK, well, what? I was well, on a, I h- was on a roll right there, but you interrupted it and now I'll probably lose that dry. amazing thought. Right.
1: Okay. We're, we're talking about dry hunting. That's one that very easily can be done in a car, right? right? Like just, you know, pay attention to the privacy of your area. Um and know know your state laws. Correct. But like those are all things that could be done in that way. I, I was gonna say too, with outer course, like you can play around too with doing this in a, in a way that's like really a lot more sexual that is with lubricants right so like let's say you know where you're rubbing your genitals let's say somebody let's let's say it's someone with a penis and a vulva and vagina right like you can rub your penis up against the clitoris like in between you don't have to go inside right, right. like do that again in many different positions and find a lubricant i think oil-based lubricant like um coconut oil um that's one that people might often really enjoy and because it has a pleasing smell you can use other lubricants as well side note though if you're going to use a condom later on don't use an oil-based lubricant
0: that's right okay. breaks it down breaks it down we've talked about this before and don't that, do that is this would be considered outer course not dry humping because there's lubricant involved and that's not dry humping
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I think that there's a lot of different semantics around it. But yes, something basically I'm talking about. I'm like, sorry, Doc.
0: There are no semantics around this. Dry humping means dry. Lubricant is wet and lubed. Okay. Well, some
1: people use the phrase wet humping.
0: That's fine. So. Wet humping. That's fine. I'm just trying to be very clear. Okay.
1: You be very. That's great. You be very clear. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but the reason, too, I think those things can be really fun is that like people can do those things. They can do those things to orgasm, right? Like there's nothing that says like penetration has to occur. And I say that because sometimes penetration is stressful for people because like I said, sometimes there's maybe some sexual pain. Maybe sometimes someone's having some erectile issues. There's just like penetration can sometimes um, put a little pressure on certain types of sexual functioning that need to happen. And you know, there just might be a litany of reasons where that's just not comfortable for whatever reason. And so you can do a lot with whatever we want to call it, outer course, wet humping, right? When you use like different type of lubricants or just skin on skin contact, but you're not actually penetrating. There are a lot of different ways to create, and it's a new and it's a different sensory experience. Yes, right?
0: agreed just... wholeheartedly.
1: And so that leads me to then, uh, my next category, oh, all right, which is fun with friction. Right. So <laughs> I,
0: love you. I love your titles. They're just the best fun with friction. Okay. Give it to me.
1: This is just really more of like an extension of that because that outer core stuff really is playing around with friction, but there are different ways you can do it too. So let's say you're someone with a vulva and a vagina. Um, I mean, you could probably do this if you have a penis as well, but it might feel a little different, but like getting on someone's thigh, right? Like there, you know, there are also things like thigh straps,
0: Do you know what? Um, I'm sorry. Could you please educate me? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. And that is so rare for me to not know. So I (laughs) need to know what I need to know what a thigh strap is.
1: A thigh strap would be um, like think of it like a strap on that you put a dildo into. Right. So you can ride a toy on somebody's thigh versus over their pelvis. What? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's absolutely a thing it's a you know people might use it um people that are maybe like uh that
0: that my my shock was not that i'm against it in any way i just want to be very clear to our audience here i just i didn't know that that was but you know what i'm just you know here's the thing okay i i i understand that i don't know everything Okay, and I was just, that one really kind of took me back a little bit because then I started visualizing it. I think it's great. I think it's great if if you enjoy that. That's really awesome because there are toys like that that look like just like a, you know, like you can buy like those power vibrators that just look like a saddle, you know, things like that. So I would assume that could be something that would have been just adapted for the thigh. Interesting. It is now noted. Thank you, Doc. Continue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, but that's the thing, right? Like, Because a lot of this stuff, like – Friction is part of what often can create arousal and good feelings. So there are different ways. I say the thigh strap, right, because I I would say it's often maybe used more in, you know, people like probably more in queer culture, right? Where Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's maybe women being sexual with women or people with vulvas, you know, being sexual together. Mm -hmm. And, but a thigh strap with like a dildo on it is something you could use or just like using the thigh itself. But there's, by the way, there's nothing that says that like that needs to be just a part of queer sex, right? Like the thigh. No, not at all. I'm literally going to go online
0: (laughs) after this. I'm going on Amazon. I'm going to see what that's all about. (laughs) Someone
1: could also have a penis and have, a strap on thigh with a with a like. I mean, uh, I already
0: got ideas in my head based on this new tool. Like I'm like, wow. I right. mean, you want to talk mutual masturbation like that might be something that'd be fun. Whoa. Like if I had a strap on dildo on my thigh and my partner was riding the strap on dildo and I was masturbating like that, that's that right there. Right. Bang scenario. See, idea, person, doc, right. idea, person, boom. Right. Continue.
1: This is for idea generation, just like that. Right. Like, so there's and the nice thing about like a, something like thigh stuff is it allows for a lot of intimacy. So like if you like kissing and things that are more face to face. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's a way to like kind of experience some of those things. Also, you know, with someone with a penis. Right. Rubbing that between some different things. Right. Yes. Rubbing it. Rub it and use, maybe using lubricant, maybe not, depending on what's more comfortable, but mm-hmm. between someone's breasts, thighs, butt cheeks, sometimes feet, depending if that's something that you yeah, might some like people your dig partners yeah. and your partner's into maybe with lubrication, maybe not, but there's a lot of different ways. Also like sometimes with like, how can I say this? Like sometimes with hand, like a hand job, right? Somebody will only use the one hand approach, but you can also do some things where you're clasping both your hands, right? And doing a two handed approach, yeah. Like Basically, we call
0: that the but, axe handle. Do we? Yeah, it's a wrestling move. You take your hands together like this, and you jump off the top ropes. So it's an axe handle, and you you, you come down with boom on the top. So you can do that. You can adapt it to doing masturbation like that, like just the way that Maybe. you because that was, was kind of what you showed. I
1: was going to call it like churning butter, but yeah, sure. That
0: well, I mean, that works too.
1: The other one feels a little more violent, but I guess you know it really depends on what you're into. Yeah, so, so you know
0: it's whatever you dig.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot, but basically this idea that like you know like I think about two like butts, right? Like friction like putting thing, like stuff like that can be a really erotic experience for somebody. And again, as long as your partner's good with it and also yeah. enjoys it and is good about it, all literally everything we're talking about. Just be about careful.
0: To, Just be careful. Yeah. Because if you're rubbing your penis in somebody's butt, you you got to be careful cuz you don't want to you don't want to slip. And you know, that can be very painful to your partner. You yes, know, you so, need to be
1: really mindful. that All of that kind of like uh, outer course wet humping stuff, you got to be paying attention. Got
0: to be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: Paying attention to what you're doing, right? Because you that could be something that would be kind of distracting.
0: You don't want to give somebody a dolphin. Right. You know what a dolphin is, Doc?
1: Yeah, I think you're going to tell me.
0: That's when you accidentally stick it there and your partner goes, ee, <laughs> ee, ee, ee,
1: Oh, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeremiah.
0: Oh Jeremiah! Okay. Wait, is that, was that was that inappropriate? Like was, was it was. No,
1: all I knew was it felt bad in my heart. That's all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Okay, continue on.
1: Okay. Um, moving into a new category, Ooh, we talked about right. sensual massage, right? Yes. I think a lot of times when you say sensual massage, people think that they know what you're talking about. They're like, "Yeah, yeah," and then they leave and they come back and they're like,
0: "I was confused."
1: I, I don't. I don't know what So is, what's I can, let diff- me let
0: me let me jump in on this one here, okay? Please, because please. I was trained in this. Because we all know the story of Jeremiah James getting the Euro Massage Playboy VHS tape when he was 12. I believe I've talked about that in another episode. So I'm well-versed in Euro erotic massage. And there are many ways to do this. You do it naked together. You could be doing full body massage. So you got like you use like toxic coconut oil. And you can go up and down the body in that way and make it very erotic. You can, um, you know... Massage the butt and the thighs and hands. Genital massage, not necessarily going toward uh, orgasm, even just you know, massaging. Casually. Why are you, you? kind of giving me a scowl here. Like, am I no, saying something? No, I'm some,
1: just listening. I'm just lit. That's my. That's your mean, listening that's face. My mean, apparently, my mean listening face. Listen, when we start
0: when we start recording these things, I'm telling you, like video wise, people are gonna be like, like, whoa, like, man, I thought I was saying something great because you kind of were giving me this look where your eyes were like squinted and you were like. What he talking about, but anyway, that's my thing. You know, rubbing different parts of the body, like a, a really good butt massage with oil. Even though you're yep. not being sexual, that's really yeah. I mean, like uh, going well, for intercourse. I mean, you know, yeah, like
1: if I can, right there. Please. Like, Focusing on, um, you know, I was talking about investment, right? Like time investment and stuff like that. One of the ways to make massage and stuff a little feel a little bit maybe more doable and approachable is like really being like, as long as again, the person receiving it and the person doing it are both okay with it. Focusing on a specific area, right? Like versus like a full body rub down. Like, hey, how about I give you a quick like a uh, butt massage, right? Which yeah. usually feels really good. It does right? feel like, really
0: good? You don't realize how good it feels until somebody's like right. just boom, fist or in or your butt cheek.
1: Right, or a nice thigh massage, right? Which feels really, like, think about it this way. Like, what's the difference between a central massage and a general massage? It's kind of like if you were getting a professional massage and your massage, if your masseuse spent a long time there, would you start to feel a little weird? Right,
0: (laughs) right. right. Yes.
1: Like there, and I think people usually know what I'm talking about, right? Like usually if you get a professional massage, they might do a little over the buttocks and the thigh area, but they're probably not spending a ton of time on the inner thigh, right? right? right. They're not really going deep. So usually it's kind of those erogenous zones that are maybe a little more, you know, quick runovers in your general massage but even certain things like feet hands hand massages can actually feel really sensual to a lot of people
0: okay so there is
1: no need to say like hey massage can only happen if we have like an hour and a half right like okay um also just as a quick tip if you're going to do like more massage stuff i would get like o- oils that are meant more for massage because um lo- lots of people use lotion and it gets really pilly and gross okay and, and it's not actually very sensual at all. But with genital massage, like if people want and enjoy genital massage, that can be its own sexual event, right? Where someone really just focuses like very slowly on massaging. That's probably more of a time investment, but like really building a lot of arousal where they're not, tr- you're, you're. it's not like a hand job or like fingering, you know, like trying to stimulate somebody to to orgasm. Maybe they might get there, but your goal is really like you're like kind of really massaging and like intricacy that genital area
0: okay that makes good sense
1: so uh moving on if i may yeah continue of course. on with our themes here my next theme will be fun with words all right so sometimes people are not in a place where they feel like physically they want any touch right but you that's the thing sounds always cheesy but it is true what is your biggest sexual organ jeremiah
0: my mouth yeah. my brain you-
1: your brain, there it is. <laughs> okay,
0: sorry. I was confused.
1: Your brain. Uh, your well, brain. <laughs> you said, hang
0: on. That was a trick question because you said fun with words. And then you said, you know, what is your biggest, you know, sexual organ or whatever. And so then, of course, I'm thinking words, I'm thinking mouth. And... It's
1: fair. It wasn't meant to be a trick question. The answer was correct your brain, but I see how the confusion could have occurred. Thank you. But- your mind right is your biggest sexual organ right mm-hmm. meaning that sometimes if people are like maybe not feeling into touch or one person or both people are like oh we don't really have that but we want to sexually connect there are lots of ways to do that literally just with words and in ways that can build toward eroticism because remember like I, you kind of talk about it like you're 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 putting money in the bank for later right like yep. you know like sexual encounters don't happen in isolation they build right and so even just because you don't do something physical that day doesn't mean that doing these kind of connecting things don't build towards you being more physical in the future. So fun with words, right. Would be like mm, telling each other a sexual fantasy. Right? right, like sharing a sexual fantasy, which can be very scary but very erotic. Right, and mm-hmm. can be very connecting in a sexual way. It can be talking in like specifics about what you would like someone to do to you. Right, mm-hmm. it can be engaging, even if they're downstairs and you're upset or getting ready for bed. Some dirty texts, right, uh-huh. with one another about stuff you might like. Again, low investment. It could be finding some like erotic stories and just reading stor- a story to yeah. each other.
0: Yeah, I like that too. Putting on your sexy right. voice, read a sexy novel to yeah, your partner. Even if,
1: yeah, even if it seems cheesy and it makes you giggle, like that's part of the fun. Like Absolutely. it both kind of tur- it both kind of turns you on and it's like silly and a funny thing to sort of do with your partner. And again, remember, like it's okay for those two things to go together.
0: That's to right. And and if and I may sexual. add into this and you tell me what you think, Doc. And yeah. it doesn't, you know, sending sexy texts doesn't mean you have to have sex that night. Like, you know, it doesn't mean like you're just being sexual. You're staying connected with your partner. So, like, even if you want, hey, let's read a sexy novel together, you're just being sexual doesn't mean, well, I send some sexy text, so I'm definitely coming home and getting laid. Like, not necessarily. That's not the whole goal.
1: Well, and that's what I mean. Like when I said earlier that people need to be on the same page of like that, that gets to be a sexual encounter, right? Like that gets to be a sexual event that stands on its own. That I think this stuff works really well if both people are like, hey, like it's kind of like that example of working out. We're both just trying to have a little bit of activity every day, right? Like, or more often than not. It's really, you got it works so much better when both people are on the same page. If one person is like, well, you teased me with that. Guess what you're going to do, by the way, if that is, I hope that's, you know, if that's somebody that's maybe feeling that way, it's being like, well, they're just teasing me. Well, A, you should probably have a conversation about what is that person doing? But B, think, really think very, very, be very, very thoughtful about being um, uh, negative about that with someone. If someone's trying to be flirtatious with you and they want to leave it there and then you say, well, you were just teasing me. I didn't realize that this wasn't going to end in sex. What you're doing is probably really going to demotivate someone Agreed. from wanting to do that with you again. Yes, that's so be very, correct. very thoughtful about that if if you're someone that's struggled with that, because what that does is you're not, you want to reinforce the behaviors you want to see, right? You don't want to punish them. Uh-huh. And so if you start negatively sort of reacting to someone being flirtatious and teasing to you because it doesn't in like result in some type of really overtly like intercourse or something like that, People are going to start to very quickly then avoid all kinds of stuff with you that they think might be interpreted as sexual initiation. And right. trust me when I say that's not what you want. I agree. If what you want is to be sexual, that's not what you want.
0: Not going to so, go well.
1: No. Um. So uh, I for totally forgot. What did What were we just talking about?
0: <laughs> uh, we were talking about texting and you know words oh, and okay, all that.
1: Sure. Okay. Next, taking a shower together right? That is a very, a lot of people do that daily, right? It's a simple thing that you can do. And I do know that if you've got a really small, not so great shower, sometimes that can be a little challenging and not very, you know, you probably want to make sure you have the right approaches for that. Like taking a shower together, that could be just as simple as like soaping each other up for a little bit, a little bit of kissing in the shower, or it's a really, and we've talked about this in like a way early episode. That's right. Remember
0: my Captain Ron reference?
1: Oh, God. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's a really great place for doing maybe certain sexual behaviors that someone might be uncomfortable with um, because of, like, um, hygiene reasons, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, let's say that someone is uncomfortable getting a rim job, right, i.e. somebody, like, licking, right, licking their anus. Yeah, yeah. That might be a place where someone's like, okay, I feel cleaner in here, right? I feel a little better about, or like doing that to their partner. Someone wants them to do it to them. Someone might be like, oh, in this environment, you know, it feels more hygienic. So I feel okay with that. Or some people that have that same reaction around oral sex, right? Or let's say somebody that's like, I really want to come on you. And somebody's like, I don't like that this might be an environment where they'd be more okay with that. So the shower sometimes, uh, wash, like quote unquote, washes away all (laughs) things. Just it does.
0: just a quick, quick shower.
1: Right. And so it, it might be a spot where also you can play around with some things that maybe somebody might not normally feel as comfortable with.
0: Absolutely. Doc, I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. We could, I think we could go on like this forever. Like, I mean, first, first of all, first of all, you are bringing some wonderful ideas to the table. And I am loving the suggestion, solid suggestions here. <laughs> and I'm doing it
1: all for you, James.
0: Well, I mean, thank you. And, you know, I think it's really beneficial to our audience. And I'm enjoying it so much, and my brain's turning so much. I think we need to do a part two. I think we need a little bit more of the doc. I think that this is your
1: really classy. Thoughtful way of saying that we are out of time, and so I have to save everything else I have for another episode. One hundred
0: percent, because I see you (laughs) keep looking down at your notes, (laughs) and I'm like, she's on a roll. I don't want to stop her, but you know, people only have so much attention span. We took a break like thirty minutes ago, like you know.
1: Fine, we'll do a part two. We're gonna do part two,
0: and I feel great about that. We
1: haven't even talked about kissing yet, because there's so much we need to talk about about kissing. Yeah, it's a thing that people stop doing.
0: And, and that's and super, super important. So I'm gonna say thank you for this today. You are brilliant as always. It has been so good to see you. See, as I this is how you get a professional segue, by the way. That's how you that's how you do that. So just in case you wanted to have that knowledge. I think so, it makes
1: it less professional than when you talk about how professional it was. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, you know, and agree to disagree. <laughs> But I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you do. And that really was brilliant. It was so cool to have you actually putting those things out there for folks. So we are definitely going to do a part two and uh, look forward to doing that with you soon, Doc. And, of course, don't forget to tune in to our next episode where we get the whole team back together. Getting the band back together, Doc. We're getting the band back together. (laughs) Laura Rodemacher, my new best friend, and my old best friend, Greg. We're all getting back together. love Greg. Okay. Slow down. We know you love Greg. We know. I don't want to get into all that right now. I'm trying to wrap this up. The point is, it's going to be really great. We're going to talk more about consent, which is extremely important right now. So, Doc, thank you. Everybody out there, stay safe. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social medias, etc., etc., etc. And I'll be seeing you soon, Doc. Bye. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.